Welcome back to the 39th annual Only in Amityville House of the Something mm-hmm. review. Matt has survived Dementia. cancer again. Uh, have you ever heard of the house? Or uh, sorry, House of the Long Shadows. Is Tim Curry in this? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I could be proven wrong at any second. Uh, if not, then no. <laughs> I think I maybe you are saw thinking a clip. of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've never heard of this. I know it's got all the horror guys in it. All kinds of horrors. All kinds of horrors. Are you excited or are you filled with Halloween dread? Uh, I'd say it's about a, a, a 70-30 balance between 70 for excitement and 30% uh, dread. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking a little nervous. I'm shaking a little. Anyway. Good to be here. Yeah, you uh, should put two hours, uh, two hours of uh, like stomach noises or something. You should find like uh, intestinal sound effect and put it for two hours here. Alternatively, I could put the audio for the entire movie that we're about to watch. Ooh, good idea. It's called fair use. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called fair use. Yeah, educate yourself. Educate yourself, movie studio. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lawyers yeah nice try but i've got fair use on my side (laughs) (laughs) so we come to our final movie of the year house of the long shadows is a british comedy horror film which premiered on june 17th 1983 based on a 1913 novel seven keys to bald plate by author earl dare biggers house of the long shadows was directed by pete walker and penned by michael armstrong Initially, Bigger's novel was adapted into a play, and this film marks the seventh motion picture adaptation of that stage play. The movie's ensemble cast included beloved actors such as Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and John Carradine, bringing together an impressive array of talent that spanned generations of horror cinema. Each of these titans had made an indelible mark on the genre, and their collaboration in House of the Long Shadows was a dream come true for fans of classic horror, or should I say, a nightmare. House of the Long Shadows seemed like a perfect way to honor these beloved performers by giving them a chance to shine in a late career gothic horror mystery, a throwback to the types of movies which made them household names. However, the movie was met with poor reception upon release with critics decrying the film's waste of such talents. One critic even suggested the writing was so bad it must have meant the writer hated the audience. What is the true measure of star power? And does it have the ability to save an otherwise unworthy movie? Well, that is what we're going to try to figure out. Today, House of the Long Shadows has 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 69% on Just Watch, 90% on Google, and 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Converted to our completely true stories rating system, House of the Long Shadows has an average critic score of 6.5 out of 10. Well, well, well. What have we done? <laughs> Truly. I think I'll be haunted by this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know. House of the Long Penis. Almost as scary as a shadow. Yeah. A long penis. 
<laughs> one of the worst things to be long. That <laughs> truly, I'd definitely be more scared if I saw a long penis in the hallway um, than if I saw a long uh, shadow. You know, if I came out of my room in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. that'd be scarier. If a long penis sees its shadow, then there's six more weeks of winter. That's true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what a great uh, improv session. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're just stalling to avoid telling you how much this The horrible sucked. truth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was... <laughs> this is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I did, uh, when this came in, cause you bought this on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. um, I was looking forward to it. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and briefly I thought Tim Curry was in it for some reason, but I he guess. He was there in spirit. In, in a way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I saw the cover and I saw like, you know, Vincent Price and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. Christopher oh, Lee and I yeah. was like, oh, that looks fun. Looks fun, you know. That's mm-hmm. what the that's sort of what the poster tells you is like. Got a bunch of the horror guys, and I I yeah. immediately assumed like, ooh, a fun whodunit. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagined. I I was sort of hoping for Clue. Like Clue sounds nice right now. Clue would have been great with these guys. Yeah, but um, not the case. Maybe that's why you were thinking Tim Curry was going to be in. It. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in this, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm thinking about another movie I want to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Orson Welles was in this, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Name a porn star. Like I think she was. She was in this. <laughs> <laughs> Rather be jerking off. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't fucking stand uh, writer characters like this. Mm-hmm. It's like really bland writer characters. Talk about like I need to be writing my novel. I don't know why, but that grates on me. Like. Cheese on greater. Yeah. <laughs> it grates on me like a greater on cheese. That would have made a good line for the writer character to say. Seriously. You're grating on my nerves like cheese on greater, baby. This main guy has, uh, uh, it's like watching uh, a roll of paper towels act, mm-hmm. I would argue. It's very, very bland, just guy. Yeah. You know, um, and the only thing worse than bland guys. More like, cowbell. That guy. Sorry. Damn. Yeah, you should be sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> you should apologize to the audience for that. Okay, I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Thank you for the apology. I appreciate it. But he's smug. That's all I'm saying is he's like smug on top of being really plain. Yeah. Yeah, the one of the things that stands out to me is – uh how this uh, kind of remarkably, uh, the plot of this movie syncs up with the plot of my first short film. Yeah. Which sucks. Anyway, that really irritated the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That was a dead end. That's okay. Point to bring up. Uh, but um, I just kept thinking about, you know, I can write this in this amount of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nonsense it's... ensues. It, but I mean, this is like uh, this whole plot was nonsense. The whole movie devolves into kind of an almost. Uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about it once we get there. But 
it's really almost like distressing to me how nonsense it devolves into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like having a bad dream. They fumbled this so hard, or fumbled the people they had so hard to get all these guys in one movie is a fun little idea. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, immediately when this guy, when we get this this one uh, roll of paper towels guy. Once we get him for about like a solid twenty minutes, I'm like, uh, where are what are we doing with this guy who's like, I gotta write a novel in twenty four hours and go to a mansion in Wales to do so. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where it's like, When the fuck are these old dudes gonna start showing up? I don't care about this guy's right novel. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that really is the worst uh crime this movie commits is having all of these guys who are just really enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, when they're on screen, it's good. Yeah. You're having a good time. And then putting them in the backseat while the blandest cardboard cutout Mm -hmm. ideas of characters are front and center. I was hoping for like a very, it's, it's, Interesting that you said it was a a, a stage play, um, mm-hmm. before or whatever, or that it was adapted into a stage play for. Which, you. by the way, Seven Keys to Bald Plate, a much better name than House of the Long Shadows. I, I would argue. I like yeah, that. Yeah, because when I was doing the uh, the intro, I was like Seven Keys to Bald Plate. I have no idea what that means. Was it Bald Plate or Bald Pate? Bald Pate. I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean okay. I didn't want to come off as aggressive <laughs> to you, but I really, it's just like, what the fuck? You're ever. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, now knowing, you know, a bunch of people let themselves into this manner, it's like, that's a much better name. Yes. Yeah. That makes way more sense. And I, I was hoping for something that felt like a, a fun little stage play. This feels like, and its whole twist would work much better mm-hmm. for like a, a high school play or something. Yeah. You, know, you go to see a high school play and you don't really want the best play of your whole life. You just sort of want something with like a kind of fun plot, mm-hmm. you know, that's relatively easy to understand. Yeah, right. You know, and that, you know, some some like uh, uh, fledgling actor kids can do okay with. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, anyways, I, I see that in this. That's more you know? or less, you did that play. Kind That was of. like a murder mystery that turned out, or was there a twist in that one? Yeah, there was. I, d- I really don't remember the plot at all. I know which one you're talking about, but yeah, that stuff like that, you know, like that's a solid, mm-hmm. you know, fun little high school play. Yeah. And I see that in this, I guess, is all I'm saying. But, um, and part of what's uh, so fun about those is they're always like, really tightly written mm-hmm. you know i mean they're just like very economic you yeah know, they're just like bare bones plot and there's jokes and gags maybe thrown in mm-hmm. you know um and uh that's sort of what i was hoping for honestly with this is something that felt like a stage play something that's very tight and fast moving and mm-hmm. like clue or uh, I just watched Arsenic and Old Lace, and that kind of had it, even though it got kind of long-winded. But, you know, that was a play, and it and it was similarly, you know, stage humor quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, yeah, I was very disappointed by this. It, you know, watching each of these horror stars make their Marvel MCU entrance where they walk into a key light, you know, we yeah. see them. Half the time, they've, like, kind of blown it. You know, I don't know 
how it looked projected, probably more acceptable, maybe, because you couldn't tell mm-hmm. as much. But um, especially when Peter Cushing walks in, um, he's like, they've got like some like soft light on him, like right after he walks into the door. And I think he's supposed to, you want him to be like silhouette. And it's like, who is this? Uh-huh. And then he walks forward into a deeper shadow and then into, you know, a full light where you get to see mm-hmm. him in a close up. And they try to do that, but you can just see who it is as soon as he walks into the door. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's Peter Cushing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can just like see his face. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, can see him walking around. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the rest is like, you know, uh, uh, deduction or whatever. Um, but yeah, this thing probably goes on for like, would you say half an hour before we get all the horror people that we actually want to see? Mm-hmm. Easily. It's crazy. And I did not like this, uh, that blonde lady that kind of looked like Linda McCartney mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, I didn't like her. I, I was, I can't, she reminds me of something. I don't know what. When she's like, help, I saw him. I saw, you know what? I think it's, uh, you haven't seen it, but Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, there's a lady that acts just like that and looks a little bit like her, um, but she, I, she's being silly. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she's like, I, I saw a man. She she does stuff like, I heard through the door. Mm-hmm. She says shit like that every 10 minutes, at least. Uh, and it, uh, imagine me as a block of cheese. And a big <sighs> grater. And that. this lady is a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what's going on here. You <laughs> put those two things together and that's basically what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I, I think this movie really fails and maybe this is like a post postmodern reading or I don't know. It it's it sounds like it didn't work for people at the time, but the reading that I come away with is that it didn't work because it's trying to, it's trying to stay one step ahead of you Mm. and really it should be one step behind you. Like it it just, it needs to play it straight. Yeah. It needs to be a straight up murder mystery. It doesn't need to be like, Oh, and the whole thing was an act and no, the whole thing was a book. Cause what ended up happening is we called literally everything that happened. It was like, you were like, yeah, it's all going to be, a ruse to get this guy to lose the money. And I was like, okay, yeah, either that or the whole thing is going to be in the book. Yeah. That he wrote 24 hours and both were correct. Yeah. And I called that, um, um, Christopher Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee was the, the brother the, was Roderick, which is an okay twist. You I mean, it's just all fine. You know, it's just that it's it is trying like, to, that one, that one was not so much trying to, one step ahead but that was just like you get fucking like five Mm. people in here we know who everybody is except for one and then there's this mysterious missing person it's like I wonder who the fuck that could be right yeah yeah, yeah. maybe it's the other the only other old guy in here Mm -hmm. Mm, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know that one was just like it's uh try harder but it's not moving fast enough to pull anything on you like there's so much dead space in this movie and people like wandering through corridors Mm -hmm. and uh dark stairways and that you know when when you're bored in a movie like this you can very easily call you know if you're not 
hooked on like, oh my God, we just found somebody dead, mm-hmm. you know, or something, or like, what the heck, the key is missing, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, and people aren't running around, you know, your mind immediately starts, you know, working out the puzzle, quote unquote, that's been laid out for you, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, you know, you start putting together the tropes, and you know, it's like, okay, maybe they're gonna like sort of subvert this thing, you know. Um, it's way too boring. I found it pretty tolerable once people started dropping dead. What movies like this need is like, uh, somebody needs to be dead in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, or something needs to be going on, but this guy doesn't even get to the manor. Mm. The whole like, you know, I'm writing a book in 24 hours Mm -hmm. has so little to do with this family and murder plot. I was going to get into that. I think what would be the really interesting way to me to make this movie if you know somebody brings the idea to me I obviously haven't read the book or the play or whatever or seen any of the other six film adaptations <laughs> that apparently were made but the idea is that there's like this whole you know outside of this frame narrative uh, of you know the bet or whatever you know it's about this guy who's in this house trying to write and then an entire family drama unfolds while that's happening. Mm-hmm. So the way to go, which I don't know, seems a little obvious to me, but I would have liked it. It's like, this guy is like, okay, I'm trying to write my book. And then like one by one, all these fucking old people just let themselves into the house. And he's like, you know, leave me alone. I'm trying to write my book. And they're like, our family has been here for a hundred years. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah, trying to write the, you know, and then all this, you know, the brother, our evil brother has escaped. He's like, yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Let me write my, you know, like if, a, a if, Hobbit-esque, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to have my little peace and quiet. And all these old people are like unraveling. Yeah, trying to interfere. It, it's that, that would be the, if you're going to keep it, that would be the only way to make it work. Mm. Is like, you know, make that it's like this whole other little enclosed thing happening mm-hmm. to this thing you like know? he needs to be um he needs to be a barton fink type yeah, yeah, yeah. a little neurotic like i i need my peace and quiet while right. i write this book and mm-hmm. it's like well in the night our brother right. killed a, a, a woman for- he seduced a he seduced a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> That's my Vincent Price yeah. impression. You do a uh, really good Vincent yeah. Price. <laughs> he seduced a 14-year-old girl, and then he killed her. Mm-hmm. He killed her. <laughs> uh, uh, the, my Vincent Price impression is a little too good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> makes me think we're listening yeah. to an excerpt of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's almost chilling mm-hmm. in that way. But, almost uh, some kind of... Good impression or something. <laughs> something some sort like of that. Good impression. What does he say? There's oh, something. I think they say like some sort of maniac. Yeah, yeah, like some sort of maniac, which is great. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, uh, but at the same time, it's like this movie's like an hour forty minutes long, mm-hmm. and it's like, could you cut the writer entirely? Yes, and ha- yeah, <laughs> like maybe have him just like. I'm a traveler and I was told I could, you know, whatever. He's a, you know, audience surrogate character. Mm -hmm. And he just leads us in to, you know, 
whatever's going on. It's a little fun murder mystery because I've I see no reason to keep this writer thing that amounts to nothing. Mm-hmm. What I would have done, but yeah, it, it's really the more I think about it, the stranger it is that that's like this big part of it when mm-hmm. it's like you know it has to like clunk into this murder mystery and then like clunk back out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know at the end and it's it's all just like for what like you know i don't i really don't care about this guy this is, he's like an already successful author doing this for a bet for like yeah i know 10 grand was more money in mm-hmm. you know 19 whatever 81 uh, 81 really I, I figured this was the 70s no this is early oh 80s um but Either way, it's like, you know, I know that's more money, but it's still for a best-selling writer, I think we're made to understand that he's successful, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, 10 grand is not, he's probably going to be fine. Right, yeah, know? either way. Uh, he's not like, oh, my career's in the toilet. Oh, I'm trying to, to get in as a writer and I have to. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, it's like it's just like the successful guy with his fucking dickhead haircut. Yeah. In <laughs> his stupid clothes and his car. And he's like, I'm gonna write a book, you know? Yeah. It's like who cares? I don't care if you write this book or not, or if you lose ten grand, mm-hmm. you know, or what happens to you and this blonde lady. You know, it's it's just a very odd mm-hmm. story to tell. Again, I don't know how it was done in the other versions mm. or the source material, but I just really don't like this really, really flat interpretation of the writer guy. I think that's the mm-hmm. that's probably why we're thinking that he doesn't work is because this is like a stage play type thing where it's like, okay, all the words are written and we have this little setup and then it's up to each performer mm. to make the role you know Mm. what i mean like each person has to you know and christopher lee's good at it vincent price is pretty good peter Mm -hmm. cushing's trying with his little speech Uh, speech impediment impediment, thing i I was worried like uh i know you you weren't but i was like oh no did peter cushing was he near the end of his life did he have a fucking stroke or something um i don't know why that was making me sad but now he's just trying yeah, I Sorry. think I think at the end they make him say a word that has an R, an R in, it, in it. Yeah, I th- think you're right. That he says correctly. Yeah, but anyway, the, we have these people who are really trying to bring something to the character, but this guy is—he's not bringing anything to it. And the way that the character's written is so flat. I mean, like you said, the only thing, the only descriptor we have is smug, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and really that's nothing. I showed you uh, Matango not too long ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that's another kind of ensemble little mood moose moose piece Musug. <laughs> mood piece kind of thing. Um, that could be done as a play. Yeah, but one of the characters is a writer. He's not mm-hmm. the main character, I would say, in that. No, but um, the interesting thing there is that the way that the writer is characterized is he's just kind of a bad person, maybe not so much as the worst members of the cast, but nowhere near as wholesome as, you know, the regular main character people. Um, But I just kind of like that he was like, 
you know, because everything you watch was written by a writer. Mm-hmm. So I like that the writer character was just like kind of a slimy guy. Yeah, just like he was the like rest a disconnected. Yeah, yeah. I liked that, and here it, it's just like I don't know if there was like too much ego or like not enough confidence or what to imbue any personality yeah, into any the kind writer. Of neuroses, any kind of yeah. It's the same problem I had with my short when I was doing mm-hmm. that. It's just like there's nothing, you know, nothing going on outside of like I'm a writer and I'm going to write, mm-hmm. which, you know, that was my first movie. I don't think this was anybody's first movie, writer or director. They Maybe I'm wrong. They probably weren't in college. Yeah. They probably weren't in their senior year of college, undergraduate studies. Um, so Adapting something. Yeah. They were adapting something I wasn't. Um, Which can be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Sorry. Nothing. I just, I don't like how flat, flatly written the yeah. writer character. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have a writer character in this, even though it is a trope, but mm-hmm. just to have them like, okay, I'm going to put a writer in and he's, there's not going to be anything. Right. What does he do? What is he like? Remarkable about he him. Writes, he has written a book and he's trying to write a book. Yeah. You know, that's about it. I mean, it's cardboard, cardboard guy. Yeah. Boo fucking who. Yeah. <laughs> is what I tell to whoever. Yeah. Whomever. Whomever it may concern. <laughs> this is to whoever uh, <laughs> this may concern. <laughs> once, uh, I, I think I lost this earlier, but uh, once people start dropping dead, it does become watchable or much more watchable than like people. Uh, standing around in rooms and, you know, that blonde lady, you know, like every five minutes she's coming around and saying like, I saw someone, I saw, I heard something or wandering around by candlelight and drinking hot punch. I don't know if that's an English thing or not, but these people drink hot punch. Just based on how disgusting it sounds, we can assume it's British. Yeah, yeah, they're still uh, eating like they're, Hiding from German bombs. Mm-hmm. I guess it's for the sheer thrill of it. But eating a handful of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that goes on for a while of just like you know, n- like non intrigue and like, oh, what's going on here is like what it feels. You know, the movie's like saying that to me. I'm like, yeah. Interesting. You know, it's like I'm barely holding on. You barely you know? got me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but then, you know, uh, basically after they go upstairs and find that dead body of whoever that was, maybe we weren't being very good viewers, but I'm not exactly sure that's supposed to be. And the dad dies or, you know, nobody actually dies. Because none of it's real and none of it actually fucking happened even in the movie. Yeah, in the context. You know, which is something that just movie. really puts a bad taste in my mouth. But um, anyways, you know, once people start dying, it's like, okay, at least there's something progressing. Because I was afraid that nobody was going to like even pretend to die. Like nothing was going to progress and that we were going to sit through an hour and 40 minutes of like people like raising their eyebrows. By the time the the two hitchhiker people come in, I just kind of figured like, okay, this isn't 
nobody's gonna die. This isn't yeah. a people die movie. No, but then you know people start pretending to die. It's fine. Yeah. It gets it gets less miserable. Maybe not tolerable is the word. It gets less it's less of a drag. I kind of thought it would be funny if they just added more and more characters. Yeah, and, and then the mansion's just full of people and nobody's dying. Yeah, that They're would still be trying sick. to do an intrigue. Like, yeah. where did Roderick go? It's like I don't know, but these people just broke down yeah. in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God, we saw you lights on uh, from the <laughs> from the road. What you know? an hospitable <laughs> abode. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 is ridiculous that the the like you know uh, backpackers or whoever mm-hmm. show up. It's like, what are you fucking doing here? That's really like that. Mm. It's it's like the shell of like a murder mystery or something with intrigue, mm-hmm. you know? Because there's really nothing that they're trying to figure out. They know who's killing everyone, mm. you know. Uh, the the mystery is where is he? Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's about it. Um, so there's no like, you know, what are these backpackers doing here? What do they have to do with all? Mm. They just like show up, and it's just, shit's just happening, I guess. You know, yeah. There's not really even that much to be said about it, but yeah, we we called everything, and and so it was like it it wasn't even like no way. It was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There yeah. it is. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Yep, and it was it was a little surprising for both of those to have happened. It's like, yeah, it was all a trick, and it was also all a book, right? It's like, okay, and it's like they almost had to they, they like had some lines in there. It's like he like describes the whole movie, and he says like crazy that it was all a book, there was, <laughs> you know, or some you know some bullshit yeah. where he's like that was all this God, that I was fu- that line where he's like I actually started to feel for all of the characters you know the characters oh my god yeah yeah uh, fuck off if you know you just slap the shit out of somebody if they say something like that about something like this where he's like yeah he was saying like you know and you were right I really started to care about the characters get out of here like stop mm-hmm. it's just embarrassing I I really there's almost a I I mentioned it earlier but there's almost like a bad dream quality to the uh to the very end you know cuz I I, mm-hmm. I I uh at least to me cuz it becomes like such nonsense um but he's like you know he gives him the book and he's like which you know it's like I think he included the bet of the writer as part as of the book. part of this, so he still went to Wales, and I don't know if he wrote it in twenty four hours still, but you know he didn't actually win mm-hmm. a bet or anything. I don't. No, he did. He did. Yeah, he, gets he gets that the check. check. But that's also part of the. I guess it was never stipulated that they couldn't use that as part of, or he couldn't use that as part of the book. I guess I just wonder when it started being real, you know, from the beginning up. Because I don't know. Anyways, you know, he uh, he finishes his conversation with his publisher, and he's like, "I'm gonna go read it." Mm-hmm. Good day, boy. Walks off, and then I was like, "Okay, uh, have him smile." Music rises, dissolves the credits, mm-hmm. but we don't. He's sitting there, 
and then he sees the blonde woman mm-hmm. who portrayed this person he was talking about. And if the scene, if I understand correctly, if the scene at the beginning was happening in the book, which it seems to be, because he's more bookish uh, at the end, like he's got like kind of a different costume on, or he seems like less of a hot shot than Maybe. he is at the beginning to me. Anyways, but I think that's supposed to be an arc, though. Do you think so? Yeah, because at the beginning he's like, eh, "It's just about the money, baby. Oh, All the okay. good writers are dead." And at the end, he was like, "I really this taught me to care for the characters." Yeah, which I don't buy. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do this shallow right. money making thing. Now I care about and characters. That's what taught me the true meaning of art. And I don't even want this money. I'm gonna rip up the check. Yeah. That, but even even in that context, it's like kind of nonsense. It's like you're ripping up the check. Okay, you don't care, you know. Uh, okay, but then he like he like sees that woman, and that's when it really starts to be like, what, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, hello. And they like have the, you know they bullshit for a second, mm-hmm. and then they see like Vincent Price is a waiter. Yeah, and. They both seem to react to that somehow, and uh, I don't know why, but the, the I guess just the feeling of not being able to know what's real mm-hmm. uh, fills me with dread. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't like it, and it repulsed me. I just took it as like he was seeing people, and then like, uh, imagining that they were consciously like incorporating them. Uh okay. And like okay. he saw Vincent Price and and, and, and wrote what him. he thought a person like that would be like, and okay. the same thing with her. But he ended up being kind of right about her because she was his publisher's secretary. Uh, but she had a different name. It all sucks. It doesn't make any of yeah, it good. Yeah. And that's just what I got out of it. I don't know if no dread. It, well, no, I didn't. I can't <laughs> say it filled me with any dread. But it just kind of frustrated and confused me because it's like, oh, there's Vincent Price, and you think they're they're gonna be like, oh, and the manager of the restaurant was Christopher Lee. And no, yeah, these they, people <laughs> were an old couple sitting at the table. It's yeah, like, no, they, they don't ju- even they do stop that. at Vincent Price, yeah. and then they end the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they just got Vincent Price for that day of shooting because it seems like such an obvious thing to be like, you know, you know, uh, uh, Christopher Lee's Christopher Lee's the valet or something. You know, and it's also yeah. like, okay, Vincent Price is like 85 years old and he's waiting tables. <laughs> and, and he's, he's like, not even like another seven diner feet or tall. something. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's know. just funny because he's such a, a particular looking guy. He's That's a unique a, looking. Yeah, yeah. And he's also really old and. You know, it's not just like, oh, that's another like famous writer that eats here. Yeah. Or that's. Yeah. The owner's father or something. That's it's, Vincent Price. It's, that's a waiter. Yeah, it's that. That's the the most awkward role to have. It's like, oh, he was the waiter the whole time. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. bull fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, that's Vincent fucking Price. He's seven feet tall and he's ninety years old. Eagle-eyed viewers may catch that Vincent <laughs> Price was the waiter the whole time. <laughs> Feel old yet? Yeah, yeah. It's basic. That's that's kind of how the many vibe. Vincent Prices can you name? Ooh, that's true. There's at least two or three in this in this one. Mm-hmm. Look again. Maybe take another look. You might find a couple more. <laughs> Just one. Oh, 
just one. Comment your findings down below. Yeah, please, and guys. And let us know what you think. Hit the bell. This yeah. guy tripped and fell at McDonald's. <laughs> guys, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the bell. This guy, he tripped and fell in the back of McDonald's. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that guy rocks. He makes great videos. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else? Uh, I'd like to say happy Halloween, I guess, yeah. again. Remember that old lady uh, fake died and she had her eyes popping out of her head? Yeah. That was kind of cool. I do. I'd like to uh, add, uh, or this is more of a question than a observation, but what the fuck is going on with John Carradine's fingers? Yeah, uh, part of it was arthritis, it looked like, but yeah, I saw what you meant, and it was like, there's a... Finger going. Wait, because I watched a little bit. He was in. Uh, Look up John Carradine fingers, nineteen eighty one. He was in uh, the Monster Club, also with Vincent Price, that I started the other day, <laughs> and uh, I noticed it then too. Do you want to get into Don Fries? <laughs> Don Fries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Do you want to get into completely true stories? Yeah, that sounds more like it. Do you remember whose turn it is? No, you can go first. Okay, cool. Great. Um, yeah, this wasn't very good. Um, I was thinking I'd be neutral towards it, but I'm going to have to change my score. Mm-hmm. I, I really put some thought into it. I'm feeling a, a three out of ten. I, mm, I'm rethinking it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 2 out of 10. I would like to have liked it more. I was looking forward to it. I thought this was going to be the best out of what we yeah. watched. I kind of thought. I Damn. just It just sounded like fun. It was like, oh, a bunch of horror icons in a murder mystery, you know, which is just, I, I made that up in my head. Yeah. And then I was disappointed when uh, what I imagined with no basis in reality mm-hmm. didn't actually happen, um, which is not my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a two. I kind of went in knowing it would be bad mm. just because I read the reviews. I saw, I think this might be like the, either this or maybe the Dunwich Horror were the worst, worst received movies out of the whole crop. So I knew that, but where this movie surprised me is I didn't know that Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing and all of them were not going to be the main characters. I thought it was going to center around them. It's fair um, to say. That's what the fucking poster would... <laughs> yeah, would it never believe. says starring fucking Jim Cummings as yeah. <laughs> writer guy. You that's know? definitely Jim Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It, that's not anywhere. If you read about this movie, it's not like... It actually stars... Let's find this fucking guy's name. Yeah. Uh, what does the synopsis actually say? I'm going to look it up. You want me to read it to you? I'm yeah, sure. Because I feel like it, it... Yeah, cast. Vincent Price, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, John Carradine. Desi Arnaz. Who is this? That might have been the uh, published... No, that might be him. Is that him? I guess that has to be him, right? It looks like him. Either that or Richard Hunter. I didn't know it would be so hard to find... Uh... Dick Hunter. Oh, this might be the guy. Yeah, Dick Hunter. That's definitely Jim Cummings. Is Jim Cummings a comedian? I feel like it's a famous stand-up comedian. All right, now let's look up Jim Cummings. 
the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, my bad. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Okay, I still don't know. I'm trying desperately to figure out who played look up Dick the main Hunter character. Look up hunting for Dick. <laughs> I'm not gonna look that up. That's kind of what you're doing right now is hunting for Dick. I'm I'm <laughs> hunting for a Dick. <laughs> oh, just one. Okay. Is it Desi Arnaz? Uh, All these pictures of him. Uh, he looks like fucking Dick Cheney. Do you remember? <laughs> it is him. Okay, it's Desi Arnaz. All right, Desi Arnaz yeah. Jr. That's surprising. Dick Hunter is much more of a fitting name for that. It should man. have been Dick Hunter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was Desi Arnaz playing the main guy, and that doesn't show up. Let's. Sorry, I meant to Look up read the you the uh, synopsis. <laughs> this is a mess. It's not a mess. We're doing well. No, oh, the synopsis. Uh, don't go to I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were still. I thought we were still on the fucking. I thought. Okay. Okay. Uh, plot summary: Kenneth McGee, Desi Arnaz Jr. Thank you very much. A young writer bets his publisher Richard Todd twenty thousand dollars that he can write a novel of the caliber of Wuthering Heights in twenty-four hours. To get in the mood for the undertaking, he goes to a deserted Welsh manor. Upon his arrival, however, McGee discovers that. Blitipater Manor is not as empty as he was told. Still there are Lord Grisbane, Carradine, and his daughter, Victoria, Sheila Keith, who have been maintaining the mansion on their own. As the stormy night progresses, more people come to the mansion, including Lord Grisbane's sons, Lionel, Price, and Sebastian, Cushing, McGee's publisher's secretary, Mary Norton, Julie Pusegood, and Corrigan, Lee, a potential buyer of the property. After much coaxing, the Grisbanes reveal that they are here to release their brother Roderick, who was imprisoned in his room for 40 years because he seduced a village girl when he was 14 and killed her when he found out she was pregnant. When they go to release him, they find the room empty and conclude that he broke out recently by breaking the bars in the front in front of the window. Moments later, Lord Grisbane has a fatal heart attack as Mag- Damn, this is a long fucking synopsis. Okay. They go well, through the all, whole the, movie. all the synopsis synopses uh, online. Uh, I looked on like Letterbox and stuff, and it was like an American writer goes to. Mm-hmm. But I still feel lied to. Yeah, we were. Somebody lied. Somebody lied. With our final review wrapped up, it's fair to say that House of the Long Shadows does not impress. For every charming moment shared between beloved actors, there are dozens of unbearable lines of self-congratulatory, conceited dialogue shared between forgettable faces. While some would say House of the Long Shadows squandered the talent of its stars, I'd argue its biggest offense is bringing them all together just to shine the spotlight elsewhere. At times, Price and Lee attempt to make the most out of the material, but sadly, there isn't much for them to play with. Carradine's presence is somewhat appreciated, but with so little for him to do, he ends up spending most of his screen time quietly sitting in chairs, leaving his inclusion an uncomfortable one. Perhaps the scariest attribute of the movie is bringing together so many remarkable talents to play second fiddle to two unlikable, arrogant protagonists. I can't help but feel we'd all have a happier Halloween just watching Peter Cushing, Vincent Price, and Christopher Lee sitting down discussing their favorite foods. But as it stands, House of the Long Shadows represents something incredible that could have been, but tragically never was. If you've listened all the way through, I offer you my sincerest thanks. 
we've enjoyed taking a look back this year at the gothic horror of the AIP era. While some of the icons of this time are gone, we're happy to share our appreciation to those who are still with us, such as Roger Corman and Daniel Haller. Both men are 97 years old at the time we're recording season 4. Movie fans the world over are grateful that these men have shared their talents with us, and after several generations have grown up with their movies, it's evident that their presence is still felt, and will be felt for decades to come. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Halloween for Season 5.